Good day, everybody, and welcome to the show. You're listening to Eldorn's Nerdy Travels, and I really hope you enjoy your journey with me. everybody and welcome back to Eldorn's Nerdy Travels. This is episode number 10. I hope you are all doing fantastic today. I sure am. It is Christmas Day, so Merry Christmas everybody uh, when I'm recording this. And I just got back from a fantastic dinner over at my in-law's place. We, my father-in-law made up a nice turkey and that was great. But I am home now and we are recording um, yeah, my year-end uh, gaming reviews. So I'm going to, uh, yeah, main topic today is going to be going through a bunch of the games that I've played this year and uh, ranking my top five favorite games of the year. But before we get into that, let's jump into some emails. Uh, I've got a couple emails here that have been here for a couple weeks, meant to get into them the last time I had Angela on, but we ended up running a little bit long. So um, yeah, we didn't end up getting to them. But uh, yeah, first off, we have an email from Adam, and this was in response to our Lord of the Rings episode. And he says, hi, Andrew, as requested, I have a difference between the Lord of the Rings books and movies that I thought you might find interesting. The difference is this. The movies portray the hobbits as all having very large, almost flipper-like feet. And that's not, not something described by Tolkien in the books. He describes their feet as being very hairy and tough and contrary to the movies, neat and nimble. The Harfoots are described as having slightly larger feet when compared to the other families of hobbits, but nothing that would lead to the abnormal sizes we see in the movies. I think this makes sense when you take Tolkien's descriptions of the hobbits' ability to disappear and not be seen by the larger races. When fact-checking myself before writing this email, I learned that apparently the flipper feet started with some illustrators in the 60s and the 70s. I read The Hobbit as a very young child, and I'll always remember reading how the hobbits could avoid being seen by us large stupid folk, and not being sure if I was reading something fictional or not, thanks to Tolkien's conversational tone in that book. I don't have any other childhood memories from reading that compared with those few moments of being totally sucked in. Thanks for the great episode, and thank you for the email, Adam. That is actually pretty interesting. I like, uh, yeah, now that you mention it, uh... I don't remember reading anything about large hobbit feet in the book. So that is a, a nice thing to point out. That is really cool. So thank you. All right. And episode number, or sorry, email number two comes from Becca. And this one came in a while ago. So sorry, Becca, I didn't get to this quicker. I had it in our notes. Last time Angela was on, we were going to revisit this. And I kind of skipped over it and then we ran out of time. So uh, here we are. Sorry about that. But uh, yes. It was so great taking that trip down memory lane with you guys, I'm sure. Or I'm not sure if Angela played it as much as I did, but I definitely sunk a lot of hours into Harvest Moon 64. And the horror game you were trying to remember, the name of was Eternal Darkness Sanity's Requiem. Can't wait for the next episode. Right, thank you, Becca. Um, yeah, I never really played it much Harvest Moon, but I do remember you guys were all playing it quite a bit. The GameCube one too. I remember Aaron and Faith were playing that one lots when Angela and I were dating. So anyway, let's jump right into the main topic for this week. And that is going to be, yeah, kind of like my game of the year segment. So this is kind of fun. Um, 
I'm gonna start off with a little bit of a yeah a footnote here uh, that I am currently playing Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Endwalker Final Fantasy 14 Endwalker and there's no doubt in my mind that Endwalker would be my game of the year this year but since I'm not finished it I'm not going to include it on this list uh, so far the expansion has been really good and I have not been disappointed in the slightest and it, I'm pretty sure this is going to be my favorite Final Fantasy 14 expansion it's been super great so far and I'm excited to finish that off but alas, I cannot include a game that I have not finished on my top games of the year, so we're moving along. Oh, same thing with Brilliant Diamond as well. Um, I'm really liking that remake. It uh, yeah adds a bunch of stuff to the original game, makes it all pretty. I really like the addition of the Grand Underground and uh, kind of gives you an opportunity to catch different Pokemon early or catch Pokemon that were not in the original Sinnoh Pokedex. And then the graphics are super cute and the Pokemon look super sweet in battles. So I'm looking forward to finishing that one as well. That one would probably make it somewhere into my honorable mentions, at least. But yeah, anyway, we're, let's jump right into it. We have, I'm going to go through five honorable mentions, and then I'm going to give my top five games for the year. Um, the honorable mentions here are not in any particular order, but uh, just um, five games that I enjoyed playing this year. And then after that, we'll talk about my top five games of the year, which will be ranked in order from five to one. Okay, so let's start off with some honorable mentions. Honorable mention number one goes to... Can't be a top 10 list without breaking some of your own rules that you set forward for us. So I actually have two games here in the same honorable mention uh, slot. But uh, what are we going to do? So that is WarioWare Get It Together and Rhythm Heaven Fever. So these are two super fun, super silly games that we played this year. Uh, and they're just, yeah absolute pleasure to play we played uh rhythm heaven earlier in the year uh my brother-in-law hendrick got us into that when he was playing it first and he uh, he showed it to us when we were at his place and uh yeah we purchased purchased it shortly after on our wii u it was on the the wii uh, eShop, and that game's really fun you play lots of little mini games uh in time with music and it's all silly 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 stuff and same with warrior where that was also a silly game and justin and i had fun playing that uh during extra life so i had lots of fun with both of those two games uh, and uh yeah they're super weird and super fun a second game on my honorable mentions list is the final fantasy 7 remake intermission expansion so i'm really enjoying the final fantasy 7 remake i uh yeah really liked episode one when i finished that i guess that would have been last year when that came out i think so anyway and um yeah we enjoyed the small expansion pass earlier this year and the ps5 upgrade especially is super nice um yeah the game plays game plays even better and the lighting's super good and the game looks great and uh, i really like the implementation of yuffie in the uh, intermission in the intermission um dlc uh, she uses a, uses a cool combination of ranged and melee physical attacks with a shuriken and then she weaves in her ninjutsu and stuff and she's jumping all over the battlefield and it's super fun and uh, i'm look, really looking forward to part two of the remake uh though i imagine that's not going to be any time soon all right honorable mention number three is new pokemon snap so i feel like this game kind of came and went this year there wasn't 
a ton of build up and not a lot of talk about it after it had come out but we still had a lot of fun with it in our household i played through it with angela and uh, i thought the game was still really fun uh, snapping shots of pokemon in the wild was just as fun as it had was last time and it was fun to try and figure out how to get the pokemon to pose in different ways to get the four different shots you needed for the photo decks and uh yeah this one clara really latched onto and played it a ton after it came out so that was definitely a worthwhile pickup for us and uh yeah good game honorable mention number four goes to portal 2. i don't play too many games on pc but this one is really cool and everyone should play it Unless, of course, you get motion sickness from playing games in first-person perspective. It was uh, quite a few years ago now that I played the original Portal, but uh, yeah, Portal 2 is just uh, pretty much a better experience in, in all ways, much fuller experience and adds a bunch of new abilities and stuff. Like I really enjoyed the extra mechanics, like the propulsion and the speed gels and the light bridges. Uh, that was all very fun. And uh, this was especially fun to play through in co-op, so I played the the whole single player campaign and then Justin joined me to play through all of the co-op campaign earlier this year and uh, yeah we played through all of the, the co-op missions and that was super great too. The puzzles were especially cool when you have two different sets of portals and trying to work them all out together and solving the puzzles and yeah the game was super fun. Okay and the last honorable mention we'll get into today is Wind Waker HD. So Wind Waker is one of my favorite Zelda games, and I'm happy to report that I think that's still the case. Yeah, the Wii U version is just just improves on the original game for sure. Uh, there's a bunch of uh, uh, additions, like the Swift Sail is super nice, and the graphics are really nice in, in HD. And I really enjoyed playing through this game again. There are a couple, uh, there's a couple games ahead of it still in my favorite Zelda list, but uh, yeah, it's definitely up there. I think if I have to number my top five, it's probably Breath of the Wild, then A Link to the Past, and then Wind Waker and Ocarina of Time are kind of battling for that third and fourth spot. And then number five, probably a link between worlds. I don't know. At some point, I'll have to do a deeper dive into Zelda games. Yeah. Anyway, that's it for some honorable mentions. And let's get into my top five games that I played this year. I guess I should have noted off, off the top, you've probably already picked this out. But uh, none of these games have to particularly be released this year just needs to be my first time playing them and then they become eligible for my top games of the year but as it turns out i think three nope nope just two of my top five games actually came out this year so that's fun so my number five best game of the year goes to bowser's fury or more more appropriately super mario 3d world plus bowser's fury but it was the Bowser's Fury part that really got me. So I really like Mario, uh, but the promotional material leading up to the release of this game didn't have me all that excited. Uh, it kind of looked like it was just gonna be a small tacked on experience, but it turned out to be super fun and more in depth than I expected. Um, I loved the big wide open world that you got to explore and so slowly gain access to it as you obtain more shine sprites. And yeah, the levels were all super fun. The platforming was really great. And I like to uh, battle Bowser in giant kaiju fights. That was that was great. And then yeah, the package also included Super Mario 3D World, uh, which is another uh, great game, especially uh, fun and a little bit frustrating to play in co-op. So that's an, this is an absolutely great package to pick up if you're looking for another game on your Switch. All right, game number four. 
my number four best game of the year this year is Donkey Kong Country 2 Diddy Kong's Quest so this is an older game and I played it a bit as a kid but uh, we only ever rented it so I never got too far into it this is the first year I uh, sat down to make sure I played through the whole thing um, and yeah this game is really well done it's it's a definitely a challenging game um, some of the levels definitely took me a while to get through but uh, yeah, it's uh, still super fun, and Dixie Kong is a great, great addition to uh, the original Donkey Kong cast. Well, to Diddy Kong anyway. And uh, yeah, it's fun swinging her tail around and swinging from hooks and stuff by her hair. So, oh yeah, I said I said tail, but I meant hair tail, ponytail. You know, that's where tail comes from. And yeah, the music's super great too. So definitely worth giving this one a shot. I'm pretty sure it's on Super Nintendo Online now on the Switch. So if you get a chance and you're looking for a 2D platformer, play Donkey Kong Country 2 Diddy Kong's Quest. Nope, I said that wrong. Diddy's Kong Quest. Get it? This is like a Kong Quest, but it's he's a questing for Kong. Anyway, you'll get it when you play it. Game number three this year is Super Mario Galaxy HD. Man, I had so much fun replaying this game. Um, I played through the, the whole thing on stream. Uh, we only got about 70 stars or so, but yeah, we got through and played through to the credits and uh yeah i really enjoy it when people come into my stream and make comments and try to help me find stars i couldn't find and uh special shout out to my niece and nephews they do their chores extra fast and come and watch me play mario and that's that's super cute so i want to say hi to them and also uh also say hi to too slow guy i mean sorry man uh i'm doing the best i can to save the galaxy and this is as quick as i can do it so uh yeah, thanks for stopping by anyway, though. All right, so time for my number two game of the year, and this has to go to Metroid Dread. Uh, this game was an absolute pleasure. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of Metroid, or at least I wasn't before this game. Uh, I played Super Mario, or sorry, I played through Super Metroid the first time a few years ago now, but didn't particularly feel super compelled to get into the rest of the series. But uh, now that I've played Metroid Dread, I've also picked up Samus Returns. Uh, Dread plays so well. There's lots of, or it's super fun controlling Samus, and she's so powerful by the end of the game, and she's just fun, fun to run around as. And the bosses were all great. Uh, they were they're challenging, but not super frustrating. Uh, it's super fun, satisfying to beat them, especially the ones that that take several tries to get through. I wish there were a few more bosses, though. If I had one one complaint, but uh, yeah, everything else was very well presented. The game looks beautiful, sounds great. The Emmy were were super cool and spooky, especially in the beginning. Uh, Ange got some super great video of the kids kind of losing their minds watching me get chased by an Emmy, but uh, I don't think too many nightmares ensued. And uh, yeah, the story was cool as well, but since I haven't played through the rest of the games, I kind of missed out on some of the story stuff, although the recap at the beginning of the game was super helpful. But yeah, the second place game of the year goes to Metroid Dread. All right, here we are at number one. Number one game of the year has to go to Monster Hunter World. This was definitely our best co-op experience of the year for sure. Um, I would possibly say it might even be better than Final Fantasy XIV in terms of just like sitting down and playing a game with Angela. Um, yeah, this game was super fun to play, play together in co-op. Uh, monster Hunter allows for lots of interactions uh, between the two players as we're tracking down a big scary monster and then you slay them for the parts and you use their, 
their parts to make better armor and weapons, which is used to track down more monsters and slay them for their parts. It's all super fun, and uh, yeah, there's a large variety of different monsters to fight and track down, and tons of different weapons uh, and armor sets to get, and uh, yeah, so very fun game. And uh, yeah, we both ended up settling on an insect glaive, but I think next time I might try to switch it up for the Iceborne expansion, which uh, which I think is going to be a must-play for us for us in 2022. So that wraps up my top five games of the year and some honorable mentions. Uh, I'm going to quickly talk about some of my my gaming goals for 2022. Uh, yeah, every year I kind of set a goal for myself to. Yeah, try to get through my backlog is kind of my main my main purpose but uh anyway this year i rolled credits on 25 games that's a pretty good year for me pretty definitely above average uh, my main goal for 2021 was to clear 12 games from my backlog and i managed to get 16 so that's pretty sweet i will i think i'll keep that number the same going forward into 2022 uh, i'll look to clear another 12 games from from my backlog i've got about 60 left on there so I'm kind of hoping over the next five years to clear the backlog uh, in addition to picking up new games and stuff as they come out. But uh, yeah, working my way through games that I already own as well. So I think I'm going to call out a couple games that I want to make sure I beat this year. So we'll add that into the goals for this year. But that is Legend of Zelda Oracle of Ages. I played uh, Seasons earlier this year and that was fun. And uh, I'd like to beat Ages fairly soon and then kind of do... Uh, the combo content at the end of the game as well all right and another game i want to get through to this year is pikmin 3 uh, i know this game is really good and i enjoyed pikmin 1 and 2 so i just got to get to this one i don't know what's taking me so long to get to pikmin 3 but this year is pikmin 3 gotta get it done because pikmin 4 is going to come out soon right mark right anyway and then one more well, it's another game that's been on my backlog for a while. Okay, Final Fantasy X HD. So Final Fantasy X is one of my favorite games of the Final Fantasy series and one of my favorite games ever. But uh, I've never sat down to play the HD version since that's come out. I've owned it for a while now. So that is my goal for 2022. We're going to do Oracle of Ages. We're going to do Pikmin 3. And we're going to do Final Fantasy X HD. So those are three of the 12 games on my backlog that I'm going to beat next year. And also Monster Hunter World Iceborne. But yeah, that one's going to happen for sure. So anyway, that's going to be it for today. Uh, thanks for listening, everyone. And if you would like to comment on this episode, uh, make sure to send me an email just like Becca and Adam did at Eldorn14 at gmail.com or hit me up on Twitter at Eldorn14. And uh, yeah, Happy New Year, everyone.